Hi, and welcome to a special episode of Super Nerd Pals. It's episode 131, and I'm Stan Gadurski. I'm Andy Carasquillo. And joining us this week, we got a super special guest. It's Megaran. Hey, what's up, y'all? So, Megaran, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for being on the show, bro. It's a huge honor having you here. Man, I'm honored, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um... So Andy and I met you back in Brooklyn a couple years ago, I guess, when you did a show with MC Lars. So that was a lot of fun. And for those of us listening that haven't heard of you before or aren't familiar with your work, why don't you give us a quick uh, introduction? Uh, well, they call me Teacher Rapper Hero. I'm a former uh, middle school teacher turned a musician. I do uh, hip-hop, a lot of it inspired by the video games, comics, and cartoons that I grew up loving, and I uh, just try to bring new new life to all the things that I loved as a kid, and um, Mega Man was one of my favorite things, and uh, hence the name Mega Ran, and uh, so for the last five years or so, I've been uh, making music full time, and being able to travel, and doing a lot of touring, and, and music creation, and uh, I have a new album out, it's called Extra Credit. I started listening to it this morning, it's, it's really good, I, I like it. I, I like most of your music. It is really good. Um, I like airplane mode a lot, and um, the form school of feng shui. I was listening to that ah. this morning. It's really cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, those are probably two of my favorites on there. I feel like um, you know one thing I've been able to do, and I think the, the stuff that works the best is being um, kind of as uh, accurate and uh, true to myself as possible. Like, what's going on right now? And I think that's what people usually want to know about me or what's happening. So that's that's what's happening. Like, And I think both of those are related. Airplane mode is about just traveling a lot, which is what I've been doing almost nonstop. And, uh, and feng shui is, is the continuation of that almost because, because of all the traveling and the movement, moving pieces, things come in and out of your life so quickly and people wind up coming in and out of your life so much too and uh you know feng shui is about moving pieces around in your life in order to achieve harmony you know and uh it's, mm-hmm. it's got to do that with people too sometimes in order yeah. to stay sane you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and what uh, what i really like about your music is that it, it always tells like a story like even even the video game related ones, it's always about like what was going on. Like Wiley is like one of my favorite songs of yours, and yeah. it's just like his backstory basically <laughs> that you've basically told, and it's great. And I, I listen to that at the gym. <laughs> and it's <just> like <laughs> um, it goes pretty hard. It does, and uh, that's probably my favorite of the Mega Man songs. I did two two and a half albums of Mega Man related material just because I love the music so much. And even then, it took me a long time to actually attack, you know, Dr. Wily's theme, Dr. Wily's Castle, Mega Man 2, because I think it's the most, like, it's the best piece of video game music there is. I feel like Dr. Wily's Castle is, like, one of the most iconic songs from Mega Man. Oh, yeah. It's, it's up there. Like, I think it's top five music themes of all time as far as games go. And, uh, and so for that reason, I was a little afraid to kind of tackle it. You know what I mean? But I thought the only way I could do it and the best way I knew how was to build a story. You know, let people know, why is Dr. Wally so crazy? Is he even <laughs> crazy? You know, like maybe he's right, you know? And that's what I did. And I, I had a lot of people tell me, like, that's their favorite song of mine. And I'm, I'm really proud of that because that's something that 
I didn't want to do it unless I was ready to do it right. And I think we kind of nailed it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank so, you. what's your uh, your writing process? Is it you you come up with the story first, or like how do you how do you go about like doing that? Because I don't have any experience with music, and so I don't know like what like what comes first, the chicken or the egg, with that kind of stuff. Sometimes the music can drive the the, the track, so it really depends. You know, it could be the beat uh, telling me where to go. Or I could just be like, I really like this beat. And I could sit on a beat for a year. And then one day on an airplane or somewhere, I figure out, okay, I want to talk about this on it. So it's difficult. Sometimes I'll write without any music in mind. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I'm going to fit it to this. But with the video game stuff, I try to keep it related if possible, you know, like to the story or if I'm going to build my own story out of it. Um, You know, I try to keep that in mind. But uh, it, it really varies depending on if I have something I really got to say, I'll just start writing it before I get a track. Yeah. And there's times where I've had to just tear that up. Like it just didn't work for the beat, you know. Mm-hmm. When I finally found the beat, it wasn't the right one. So uh, so it really depends, man. It, it's, it's, there is no formula to music making and creation. That's one thing I've learned. And you can't force it. You can't put a timetable on it, you know, because it's going to come when it comes. And some days I write three, four songs and some Times it takes me six months to get six words on a page, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's like writing, any kind of writing. I did a lot of creative writing before I was rapping, and uh, same thing. I'll just have you know word vomit some days where it's just it's just flowing, and then other days I can't write anything. And uh, you, can, you learn not to force it and not to set any timetables on it. Mm-hmm. Do you ever um, consider revisiting creative writing as like? something that's not music related or like writing a book or something yeah i'm actually working on a book right now hey uh, oh <laughs> i uh I, i've been trying to keep myself focused and write a chapter a day that hasn't been working out too well mm. boring but i i'm gonna write the whole thing out and so far it's really good so i'm hoping by i don't know my birthday's in september so maybe by next year september i hope to have it out like, I want this to be a good read, something that will just really pull people in. And uh, and the things I write now, I really, really enjoy. So I just got to keep up with it. Is it like um, like a fiction book or? Actually, I'm writing two. I'm writing two books. So two? It's like a, yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm writing one that's a memoir and one that's a fiction story. Uh, maybe loosely based on my life, but just a lot more you know fantasy involved with it. And uh, the memoir is coming along really well. And um, I, I get new ideas almost every day for the fiction piece. So it's like I got to, like, rope myself in. Like, okay, stop adding stuff. Like, stop adding characters. Chill out. <laughs> Let's just get this done. But as I start writing, just like when I make beats, you start making a beat and you play with the sound. So electronically anyway is what you do. You're like, oh, you turn a knob virtually. And it's like, oh, there's a piano sound. Dung. And you turn it again and it's, a bass sound group, and then you turn it again, and then you hear something weird, like a glockenspiel, and you're like, ooh, I think I can use that. And then you trash the other beat, and you open up a new one, and you start with a glockenspiel. So that's kind of how, how it goes with writing for me. It's like I'm so tempted, just because as an English major, I grew up thinking your first draft is probably garbage. So, <laughs> so it makes me really tempted to be like, I thought of that way too fast. It might not be good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, 
it's weird because Stan is was an English major and I'm actually a music major. Nice. Oh wow, you guys are like me combined, you know. <laughs> Writing and music is what what I'm all about. Yeah. So you so you got your degree in English? Yeah. Awesome. Um and then you became a teacher, which is also So did you was teaching like part of your plan your like life plan at the time is that something that you always wanted to do or is that something that just came about nah not at all i fell into it um i was planning to just go to grad school and just stay in school for the rest of my life while i figured things out and uh it kind of on the way there i met a really great teacher who in undergrad who told me that he thought i'd make a great teacher hmm. and um and i was like oh you're pulling my leg you know and uh, so I, after I finished undergrad, I looked into Teach for America and then uh, Teach Philadelphia. They had a, a subset of it where you would go into a low-income school in the Philadelphia area and try to make a difference, try to, try to dangerous minds that going out of there. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, you know, it, it, it worked out for me. I honestly fell in love with it. My first year teaching middle school, I fell in love with teaching. I thought, this is the most rewarding position anybody could ever work like you guys don't even have to pay me this is so rewarding that's how i felt at 18 19 <laughs> but uh you know so i didn't even realize that teachers were making like crap for pay but at the same time i knew that i didn't have the money to do the things i wanted to do with music or i had to work a second job so i worked at toys r us at night on the weekends and i worked so hard and and it, and it made me write I think my best stuff because I was kind of stressed out, you know, so I felt like I was writing for my life, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's, that's really what, uh, what I think me pushed out of me, my best and most creative stuff is like having my back to the wall, just feeling like there's no way out. That's so fascinating. And yeah, like sometimes that's what you gotta do is you gotta work a lot and then also do things creatively like that's what we do here you know like we have like like this podcast yeah yeah exactly and then we do this just because we want to do it. we want to put it out there and be like creative and have that outlet you know you got to have that labor of love and um absolutely and uh hopefully one day you know you're able to turn that passion into a, a job you know and uh, even if you don't you kind of need that outlet you know and uh, we had a hip-hop and comics panel yesterday at Comic-Con, and someone asked that same question. Like, it was a good question. I hadn't been asked it before, but they asked, you know, people always get asked about their influences. But he asked, what was the thing that was a roadblock for you? And, uh, and the guy next to me, uh, an amazing artist by the name of Illis, he said, he said to him, the only thing that's ever stopped me from doing what I wanted to do was lack of money, you know? And, uh, and I kind of chimed in and disagreed and said the only thing that's ever stopped me is lack of time you know like it's just not enough hours in a day for what i want to do i don't think i need money to to write more you know i don't need money to record to make more music you know or to write more songs or to play more video games <laughs> I don't maybe you need money to buy them but i just think you need time because if you had time you could have more time to work to make the money to play the game i don't know but i look at it like it's just time is always my enemy it's the constant enemy and that's really the only enemy you know any other thing like thinking that a person is an enemy because this person already has a podcast that already hits your audience you know and thinking that is 
competition and things like that, I think that's where you're looking in the wrong direction. I think the only enemy is is yourself and the limits in your uh, in your time and how you're spending it. You know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, for sure. What was it like b- being on a panel? Have you ever done that before? Like. Oh yeah, I've done it a bunch. Uh, this is I'm happy to say this is like my fourth or fifth time doing the hip hop and comics panel, either at New York Comic Con or at San Diego Comic Con and others. Uh, it's an honor, man. It's great. Like the room was packed. It was super full. Uh, it got a little intense though. We had a really intense discussion. And sometimes when there's six or seven really opinionated folks up there, you gotta uh, like wrestling. You know, you don't always get to get your stuff in. You know, every because everybody's watching. And waiting to hear who you are, what you are, what you do, who you are, what your perspective is, and there's so many people and not enough time to get everybody to talk. So, you know, you don't always get to get your full thoughts out. So that's about the only critique sometimes at panels. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's great. You know, I think it it can be nerve wracking because some people expect you to be like a super expert on everything, and you're not. Like we're all human beings, yeah. and we're just we're just there to give our opinion on something. You know. It might not be something you agree with, you know, and um, so that it can be a little stressful, but uh, but I'm honored to do it. Anytime I'm asked, like, I think it's an honor that someone can respect my perspective enough and appreciate it enough to want me to talk to other people. And they're like, but your story is so unique. You know, I'm like, yeah, I guess so. A gamer who's a teacher who makes music like, yeah, that is a unique story. So I I do appreciate it. And um I jump at a chance anytime to get on a panel. Yeah, awesome. You mentioned like time earlier and like having a lack of time. Has has your like touring schedule, your work schedule, your writing schedule has that impacted like your hobbies, like gaming? Like, do you get like plenty of time? I assume not. Like, no, <laughs> plenty. Oh gosh, no, I don't. I have my Switch right here though. It's it's, it's sitting right here, but um. I use that when I want to play games, of course, uh, on the road. So that's been the system I probably play the most. But there's stuff that I want to play that's not on Switch, you know? There's right. Cuphead, which is awesome, and, and uh, Destiny 2, and, and other stuff that I don't get to get the time in as I would like. Listen, there's not enough hours for someone who does nothing all day to play Destiny 2. <laughs> that game, you you need to, like, play that 24 hours, seven days a week. Right. That needs to be like your only game. And that, that's, and it's like, man, I like to try other stuff too, you know? Yeah. And so I, I that makes me feel better. Like knowing that the game is just so big and so deep that that not everyone, most people probably don't have enough time to play it as much as they'd like. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard, man. Like, But it's sacrifice, you know? And that's really what it is. And uh, anybody that does something that they love should be willing to sacrifice something else, either time or yeah. a thing that you really appreciate in order to do the thing that you love to do. That's basically how this podcast was started. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta you gotta make the time for the things that you want to do. Um, Absolutely. You have any time management uh, tips? For us? <laughs> no, I'm probably the least. I'm probably the worst person to ask about that. Okay. Um, uh, you know what though I will say write everything down like make a note in your phone set an alarm for it write anything down and uh, and I think that's helped me a lot if someone says oh man you know let's meet up tomorrow okay put it on your calendar again what time 
ask the time and put it in the calendar. Like, don't think that you, don't trust yourself too much to think like, oh, I'll remember that because you won't. And uh, so that, that helps. And following up is super important. So I try to write it all down. If there's a date involved, I write it down. With me, I schedule my own tours. I schedule my own like shows and conventions. I can't overbook, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the same time that, for example, I live in Arizona, and there's a convention in Arizona right now uh, going on this weekend. And uh, a month ago, I told them, yeah, I'd love to play that. And then I realized it was the same weekend as New York Comic Con. And then I'm like, oh, I can't play that anymore. Now I've had to turn them down. And it's like, that's not good. You know, because another year, it may not be the same month or the same date. And they may not want to book me, you know. So it can literally take time. It could take money. It could take opportunities away from you by not being organized. So it's important to just jot stuff down and set alarms remind you so your own you're your own manager basically oh yeah i do everything myself i am my own manager. <laughs> i've had people help me here and there and they, they still do and i appreciate them but it's it's all on me you know if if i don't hustle then i don't work <laughs> <laughs> yeah makes sense mm-hmm. um so what are you playing on the switch what's mm. your go-to uh splatoon 2 i really love Oh man, I love that game so much. I've been having a blast with it. I I really appreciate the fact that I'm not much of an online gamer, so I appreciate the fact that it has a really fun single player mode. Uh, so then, when I want to go online, I can, but I also can have a really fun time offline, and um, that I appreciate. Also, started playing uh, Gunvolt. I don't know if you mm-hmm. play Mighty Mighty Gunvolt. Super fun. They got a collection now on, on Switch, and I love it players are super fast and fun and I, I really enjoy that so those have been my games and zelda of course can't get enough of that yeah zelda's one of those games where it's like especially the most recent one where it's just there's so much to do i got that game when it first came out and i'm still playing it and i'm still like finding <laughs> things it's yeah just, i it's think i'm like i think i'm like two guardians in and i'm still just like exploring the world just keep exploring, man. Like I get close to beating it, and I just turn around. Like I don't want to. I don't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, know? there's that guy that like, basically from the start of the game, just ran right to Ganon and beat the game in like an hour. It's like, why would you want to do that? Insane. That's crazy. Yeah, you could and, do that, but. But that's no fun. And the game yeah. is so beautiful. It's so pretty. The exploring is so fun. So it's like, why? Yeah, why do that? Yeah. Yes. So you mentioned that you were on the hip hop and comics panel, and we talked about that a little bit, and that's super cool. Do you do you also read comics at all? Is that something that you also find? Time I do. For? Uh, yeah. I do. Saga is my favorite comic. Um, mm. I don't know if you can even see it, but I got one right here that I've read. Started reading on the way out here. I I get the trades, and I try to catch up, catch it all at once instead of just reading, you know, the paperbacks. Yeah. Um, because so, I don't have enough time, but uh, but Saga mostly everything Image Comics these days is putting out is just top notch, yeah, like, hot, hot fire, and so I'm I'm all about that. So when I can, you know, there's a couple comics I'm reading: Saga, Rat Queen, um, <laughs> and a uh, little bit of Sex Criminals. I can't read that in public though because people <laughs> get me strange. Yeah, uh, that's one book you just cannot read on like the subway, like it's. <laughs> Kind of odd, but it's great though. But, 
so those are my favorites right now. I love Rat Queens. I was reading it uh, too, and it's mm-hmm. it's really cool. I have you um, gotten around to reading uh, Motor Crush yet? It's another Image Comics. No, series. I I think they came out with the first trade. It's by the same creative team that did Batgirl for a while. And it's basically like Fast and the Furious and Speed Racer like in the future. Like a cyberpunk future. And it's it's, it's really cool. You might dig it. And it's, it's Image Comics. Okay, I'm going to have to check it out. I'm making a note right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything they do is just great. So yeah. I trust it. Yeah, Image yeah. puts out some really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Would you ever consider writing a comic book? Heck yeah, I would. I would. That's like a dream of mine yeah. to write a comic. You know, I, I I did a comic book album called Language Arts a few years ago, where uh, basically it was based on a comic story. We had a guy, J One Studios company in Philly, that did a comic to accompany the album, and uh, we sold out of those really fast. But we did a couple like issue ones, and um, it was based on the story of me quitting my teaching job to go into music but of course it was like blown uh, overblown and fantasized so it's a really cool story the albums are called language arts there's three volumes online and uh tells a story about how quitting my job like set a bunch of things in motion and how i had to save the world <laughs> kind of like real life <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so did you sorry if i'm like jumping around a lot there's a lot on my mind did you manage to get the uh Super Nintendo Classic? I did. Uh, I was up early that day. Actually, I spent that night. I kept saying I wasn't going to chase it down because I did chase down the NES Classic and was not successful, and it made me really angry. Mm. Uh, I mean, I drove all over the city for it, and uh, I pre-ordered it, and then they canceled my pre-order, things like that. Mm. So that happened with my Super Nintendo pre-order. They canceled it, and I was like, okay, I don't care. I'm not going to get it. And then the day of, I was like, well, I woke up at 7 a.m. one day, and I was like, all right, this is the day to do it. If I'm going to do it, I'm going. So I went to Target, and they, I just walked in and bought it. Nice. So I got really lucky. Oh, so not much chasing <laughs> for this nah, one. I wasn't least. chase. I, I told myself I would not chase it this it's, year. It's weird because they were trying to say that this, uh, this SNES Classic was going to be more scarce than the, the NES Classic. But then stores wound up getting like extra shipment of them. Yep. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot, and they're they're gonna keep restocking it. So I think like eventually, if you really do want it, you are gonna get a handle on it. Um, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, because yeah, that NES stuff was ridiculous. I mean, it, it really was. I think I feel like maybe they took it off the market kind of thing when they figured out people were figuring out how to hack it, and maybe that was it. But I understand wanting your product to be scarce, but I was like, man, Nintendo doesn't want my money. Yeah. So yeah. I started thinking, like, they don't want my money, so I'm not going to go out of my way to give them my money then. <laughs> so it really turned me off. It was the opposite effect for me. It didn't make me say, I got to have it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. you know, go to every store. No, it just made me say, you don't want my money? Fine. I'll save it. <laughs> you know? So I, I don't know if that was the desired effect. So I feel like you can hit a double-edged sword with uh, making your product scarce, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Super Nintendo game? Of all time? Gosh, man, there's so many. <laughs> Super Metroid, Link to the Past, <laughs> Mario RPG, uh, Super Mario World. There's so many, and they're all on the classic, so that's what made that, I think, 
uh, even better than the NES Classic because the, the game choices were perfect. Yeah. They yeah. Have, they have absolutely undeniable classics on there. And we got Star Fox 2. Yeah, yeah, we got Star Fox 2. Uh, and those games have a lot more replay value than I think those NES games do. Like, oh, I, I agree I, totally. When I was chasing it, and I don't want to like crap on it too much, but uh, we went on a tour, and our tour van had an NES Classic inside. And I was like, oh, there it is. We're going to play NES Classic all tour. <laughs> and, I, and honestly, I played 30 minutes the first day, fell asleep with the controller in my hand on Super Mario, and, and just never picked it up again. Ninety percent of those games had terrible replay value, and uh, you know I, I love Mario one, two, and three, but outside of that, there really wasn't much else that I really wanted to play. So, you know, but this selection is much different. Like I could put ten hours in on a lot of these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I got it recently too, and I've just been playing uh, Yoshi's Island, and that was like a game that I that was one of the first games I got for the Super Nintendo, and I have like all these good memories, and they're just they're just as good now as when i was a kid playing them you know nice but yeah so good i I can't wait i haven't turned it on yet but i can't wait to get on it like (laughs) i'm getting excited talking about these games now yeah (laughs) so you're you are going on tour though soon right yeah me and mc lars are and we're gonna bring this snes classic with us (laughs) Um, we were just talking about it and uh he wants me to hook it up for him on the laptop so he can see how it runs and i was like dude it has hdmi he's like what like he couldn't believe it um so uh, we're looking forward to it man the tour is going to be amazing me and mc lars just finished recording a new album it won't be out for this tour but we are going to play little pieces of it to get some opinions from the from the folks uh but it kicks off this wednesday in columbus ohio then after that we go to pittsburgh then we go to uh, upstate new york we're in rochester uh boston philly and then new york next monday at the mercury lounge and then baltimore atlanta orlando and uh and then lars goes to the uk with us both but i'm really looking forward to we got like 10 or 11 really strong dates and really great cities and uh i hope to see all of you listening out there yeah especially well, hopefully new york me and stan can get there <laughs> Totally. So understand. I'm, put, I'm putting you putting the pressure on you. I, I hope to see you next Monday. Yeah, I'm gonna try to make it out for sure. I'll wave to you from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember you, of course. Uh, yeah. you, you you saved my life. Got me that Cuphead vinyl. Yeah, that was so funny. I was like just waiting online because everyone was like telling me what they wanted because I, I I won the lottery and so they're like, oh, can you get this? Can you get this? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I just look over and I just see you standing there and I was just like, yo, Mega Ran. <laughs> and I'm glad I, I'm glad I could hook you up with those Cuphead uh, pops. Cause... Man, thank you so much. That saved my life, dude. I was trying to find it and uh, and I thought they were going to be all gone and they weren't. But everyone that I talked to in line was already getting one. So they were like, sorry, man, I'm already getting it. And I'm like, no, it's going to all get sold out. No. <laughs> you know, but uh, but yeah, it was it was. You, you saved my life, man. Thank you. No I actually have a pretty shitty story of something that happened to me today. But just like that. So oh, no. <laughs> uh, today um, today was the last day of Comic-Con. So I was trying to get my Golden Black Dragon Zord. So my friend had gotten one, but my other friend really wanted it. So I was like, take it. Like, this is your first Comic-Con. Take it. 
mm-hmm. have the good memories. And then today I was like, shit, I really want this Dragon Zord. So mm-hmm. I was asking people if they could get it for me. And this one guy told me, no, uh, they had a limit of two per customer. Yeah. Um, so he was like, no, um, unfortunately, I'm already grabbing my two. I was like, don't worry about it. He gets it. Not only, so he got six of them. What? Somehow get six Dragon Zords. Not only get six Dragon Zords, but right next to me, sells it to some kid for $120. Oh my god, what a jerk. Man. Yeah, I was What a terrible person. Yeah, they they have that kind of problem in the actual booths too. Like they'll sell out of those exclusives, and then you go and you'll see like a booth on the floor selling it for like double, triple. Yeah, I'm like, why is it allowed? You're, it's so weird. Your JoJo statue. Yeah, I picked up a JoJo statue that was like I was walking later that day and I saw one for the double the price. I'm like, why are you gonna do that to people? People like actually want that. It's the same issue with the scalpers and the SNES uh, Classic and stuff like that. Cool man, that is so not cool. I got. And I just found really nice people, but I remember the guy next to me was saying he wanted a particular thing, and a guy just straight up told him like, "No, I don't feel like doing any favors today." Man, <laughs> you gotta you gotta put the positivity out there. You gotta help people. Well, that's good karma points, man. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much for for coming on the show with us and hanging out for a bit. Yeah, for sure. Dude, you guys are the best. I I really appreciate it. So uh, please let me know when this is out so I can share it and tell the world. Yeah, it'll be out Wednesday, the first day of your tour. So I'll I'll tweet at you when when it okay. when it's the when airwaves. It so tonight I am in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> tonight. So if you're in Columbus, you're hearing this. Run out the door right now. Right. Go now. get your ticket. <laughs> Go get it. It's happening today. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mega Ran. Um, feel free plug everything you want right now. Go ahead. All right. Okay. <laughs> plug plug life. Here we go. Uh, my name is Mega Rand, teacher, rapper, hero. You can get me at MegaRand.com. You can go to my Twitter, which is at MegaRand. looks like Meg Ryan, but it's not. <laughs> also, you could go to uh, MegaRand Merch to get any merch of mine, MegaRandMerch.com. And uh, if you want music, you can go to, you guessed it, MegaRandMusic.com. I got a new album called Extra Credit. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, wherever you get music. It's there, even on the torrents, I'm sure. Uh, the new album is great. I love it so much. Um, tour coming up with MC Lars, MC Front A Lot, and Shape of the Dark Lord. It is like the literal freaking Mount Rushmore of nerd rap. Um, and these are all guys that I look up to so much that are huge inspirations to me. So it'll be like a friendly rivalry to see us all like kill it one after the other. It'll be so inspiring. So... It's not to be missed, I must say. It's worth traveling for. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for being on the show. Megaran, you, you're a great writer. You're an inspiration to me who is trying to be creative and put, put good stuff out into the world. And you, you make good t-shirts and you make good music. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for rocking the t-shirts. <laughs> no problem. I'll just close by saying New York Comic Con was great. Thanks for listening. Um, you could find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, right? Is that, is that yeah, Google Play? Yeah, we, we're, we're there too. Uh, we got a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash supernerdpals, um, supernerdpals.com, supernerdpals on Twitter. I'm Stan Gadurski. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Doom. I'm Andy Carasquillo. You can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. And that was Megaran.
He's on Twitter, Megaran. That was New York Comic Con 2017. And this was Super Nerd Pals episode 131. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Peace.